What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Gouache Universe podcast. I'm your host, Gouache, that comic book artist that discusses comics, movies, science fiction, and pop culture news, all while changing the universe, one subject at a time. I've been away for a minute, but I'm back, and we got a lot to dig into this week. I got a special guest with me on the show today, Jay Starr. Talented artist, creator, instrumentalist, and uh, he's going to be helping me dig through this mountain of uh, uh, pop culture news that broke for these last two weeks. And we're gonna we're gonna work it out right after this. Okay, guys, I'm back. I got a very special guest to help me break all the entertainment news that came out this week and last week uh, a good friend of mine he's a very talented artist writer uh instrumentalist j star how you doing man i'm great hey gosh thanks a lot for having me on your show um it's been a while man uh, i'm glad that uh, you're back and you know your your fire is uh lit so let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's do this oh yeah it's definitely lit uh, let's see. So we got a lot to talk about, man. You ready to jump into this thing? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So first up, what do we got here? Uh, the Flintstones. Uh, now this article comes from, let's see, this comes from Deadline. Now Deadline is reporting that, uh, let's see, the title says the Flintstones, an adult animated comedy sequel series called Bedrock from Elizabeth Banks in the works at Fox. And uh, let's see, it goes on to say, let me scroll down some. It says, uh, Elizabeth Banks' Flintstone sequel series, Bedrock, has landed at Fox. Uh, the network is developing the primetime animated adult comedy series with the Charlie's Angels and Hunger Games stars set to voice Pebbles, Flintstone, in addition to producing. Um, see, Banks has been developing a Flintstones project for a couple of years with Warner Brothers Animation as a part of her overall deal with the studio via her Brownstone Productions. Um, goes on to say, Bedrock will follow the Flintstones family two decades after the original, with Fred on the brink of retirement and 20-something Pebbles, wow, 20-something, Pebbles embarking on her own career. As the Stone Age gives away to a shiny and enlightened new Bronze Age, the residents of Bedrock will find this evolution harder than a swing from Bam Bam's club. <laughs> uh, okay, so first of all, let's talk about the, the legacy of the Flintstones, man. The Flintstones is one of those legacy animated cartoons up there with like Looney Tunes, uh, Super Friends, all those great, con you know, animated shows and cartoons from back in the old days. Um, I know S Super Friends was much later, but um, for me, all of it was on reruns, you know, when I was growing up as a kid. Um, but uh, the Flintstones, that's like one of those classic shows, you know, that every time it's on television, I always, whatever I'm doing, I always stop and just to see the segment or to see the episode that's on because it's just so funny. And one of the things that I loved about the Flintstones was that it was way ahead of its time. Um, I know uh, when the show originally uh, debuted, it was 
loosely based off of uh, what is that, uh, that show? Uh, the Honeymooners uh, with Jackie Gleason. And yeah. um, man, that, that show was just like I said, it was just way ahead of its time. It was just firing on all cylinders, cylinders as far as like the jokes, you know, the even the animation fit for the jokes that they were delivering on that show. And um, I don't know. I'm a little bit I got to admit, I'm a little bit nervous about this reboot because um, all of the reboots since uh, that original show, that six season show, they have been kind of, to me, in my opinion, very lackluster. Um, you know, as you know, we get we got into the 80s and the 90s and things, you know, a lot of uh, the censors got involved and they kind of, I don't know, made the show for kids. And originally the show was for adults. But um, I'm a little so I'm a little leery about these reboots. But um, I don't know, uh, you know, Elizabeth Banks, you know, this is becoming a trend. I mean, the reason I say it's becoming a trend as far as like these reboots and these unconventional uh, film producers and actors that are creating these shows is because it's it's I don't know the last couple of years I've been hearing a lot about you know what Kevin Smith he's doing He-Man uh, Seth Rogen was supposed to be doing um, I'm trying to think was Seth Rogen I think he was attached to doing to do the Flintstones I think like 10 years ago or something like that um was it Seth Rogen or what's the one? Uh, I can't think of his name. The one that did uh, the movie Happy Feet. Not Happy Feet, but uh, uh, he was in the 40-Year-Old Virgin. Um, Seth was in that. The one with the, uh, what's the one with the curly hair? You know what I'm talking about? He's, he's got that laugh. <laughs> that is Seth, what's his name? That is Seth. That's Seth. Yeah, 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 Seth Rogen. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, I know he was attached, I think, like 10 years ago or something like that to do uh, a reboot, and it might have fell through. No, not Seth Rogen, Seth Seth McFarlane. Oh, that's, that's, the one, that's the one I'm looking for. Seth McFarlane was attached to do the Flintstones about 10 years ago, but it never got off the ground. Um, and uh, so now we got Elizabeth Banks doing uh, the Flintstones. So it's kind of like the reason why I say it's unconventional is because, like, wow, that's kind of like out of left field. You know, how did she even get involved with you know, doing this Flintstones. I mean, I, I, I suppose that she's a big fan of it, but um, it just came out of left field. But like I said, it's like unconventional and it's starting a trend, you know, whereas, you know, you got, you know, Kevin Smith of all people doing a, a He-Man reboot. And I was like, wow, Kevin Smith, that's interesting. But, you know, I'll just go with it. You know, uh, what else? Did we, we had a, 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 what's his name? Um, the Pulp Fiction director was attached to doing Star Trek at some point. And, um, you know, like, like I'm saying, all these unconventional, you know, producers and directors doing projects that you would never expect. And, um, you know, Elizabeth Banks, she's talented. I mean, I first discovered her uh, speaking a 40 year old version. That was the first time I actually seen her. And I know, I know she's been in a lot of things. But um, for me, that was my first time being exposed to her to really seeing, you know, her her talent. And I know she, I know she's funny. Um, she's went on to do other big things. Uh, you know, since then, you know, The Hunger Games, uh, you know, Charlie's Angels, of course. I think she directed that. Um, so she does have, you know, directing and producing talent, you know. So the talent is there. It's just, you know, it's just like interesting. The Flintstones, you know, this, this article just really came out of left field for me. But I'm excited about it. Um, the premise sounds interesting. Um, it sounds adult. You know, I wonder how they're going to play it. Um, 
But I don't know. You hear this article. You're you're seeing this. Are you a fan of the Flintstones? What do you think of the article? You know, what's your overall opinion on this this story? Well, to be honest, this isn't. Um, this really isn't a, a shocking to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember reading an article not too long ago, back in the um, mid two thousands, and it spoke about how Hollywood was, you know, they were feeling a little nervous about taking on new projects and new ideas. Mm-hmm. It was easier for them to just regurgitate something that had been successful in the past mm-hmm. and spin on it. The only other thing that they did that was a bit original is when you know they tackled the superhero aspect of film, mm-hmm. you know, putting bring them to live uh, uh, reality. So to hear that uh, someone wants to do the Flintstones over again, something that was you know mega successful for six seasons, I remember watching it uh, back in 1960 when the first episode came on. It was great. Um, I was a little older then. Um, and it, it was definitely for adults and not kids because the humor was very tongue-in-cheek. Right. Uh, I think it was Hannah Barbera that did it. And so the, the style of the animation was beautiful at the time. As right. you said, it was ahead of its time. It looks great. Uh, it even holds up today if you were watching so, as far as the, uh, the flow of it. And uh, Elizabeth Banks, you know, yeah, she's a very talented, um, you know, performer, actress, uh, producer. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, I believe she's going to be the voice actress for Pebbles, the uh, 20-year-old version of Pebbles. So that'd be interesting to hear that as well. Um, Whether it's successful or not, I I think it's just a matter of, you know, it's the... They want to take a chance on something, but they want to take a chance on something that people are familiar with because there's a greater, uh, the expectation and of success is better and greater. Right. Uh, if you, you know, you dive into something new and it doesn't work out, then it, it kind of, uh, it, you know, right now <laughs> everyone's pockets are tight, <laughs> you know, thanks to COVID. So, yeah. you know, you got to for that. And uh, it's very likely she is a fan of it. I mean, why do it if you're not a fan of it? Right, right, right. So, and you know, the success of all the other animated series that have been coming on, you know, Simpsons, Boondocks, and you know, mm-hmm. you taking it to the more adult level, uh, it's you know, it stands to reason you want to use this as well. I, I'm a big fan of the the Jetsons, to be honest, because I've always uh, I'm a bit of a futurist. I like looking forward instead of looking back. Right, right. And the Flintstones were, were um, would, you know, the thing that I guess was most amusing is the the technology that they use. You know, it, if nothing else, it was nostalgic. Right, <laughs> right. Things you would want those things in your, in your house, but not for real. <laughs> right. It would be like a, a stork inside the washing machine eating all the no inside of the uh, the the trash compactor eating all the trash and stuff like that. Yeah, or, things like. Yeah. Or, you know, the cars ran with like a, I don't know. It might have been a, a uh, some type of animal. You know, it's the engine. You had to kick the engine. And kick the <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I don't so know. I mean, I think that. I mean, do you even think that it'll be made? Because I'm like a lot of sometimes. You know, these uh, producers and studios they may announce you know doing these projects, but sometimes they never actually end up getting off the ground because, like I said earlier, you know, Seth MacFarlane talked about doing a, a Flintstones about 10 years ago. It's hard to believe that was 10 years ago. And I think I remember uh, when that article came out, I was like, wow, Seth MacFarlane? I mean, it could be interesting. I mean, 
you know, he did a uh, family guy. And uh, I remember thinking, I don't know if that's the right type of humor for the Flintstones, um, but it will be adult. That's one of the things that I like about it. And, um, and, and I take that back. You know, one there was one reboot that I like that came out since the 60s that I haven't seen since since I saw it about had to be about 15 years ago. It came on Cartoon Network. And it was like the first time that the Flintstones did a an adult take on on the genre since the sixties. Um, yeah, you know what I'm talking about? It's called it was yeah. called Flintstones on the Rocks. Yeah, I remember that. Yes. Oh, my main man, you see I'm glad I got you on the show, man. You 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 up on things. That now that show was that movie was phenomenal. I laughed so loud doing that and I was like hoping that it would turn into a, a series, but it never got picked up. I, I don't even know if they, if that was a pilot. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but I just know I've never seen it since then. I've seen like little clips of it on, on YouTube or whatever, but I've always wondered, you know, why they didn't move forward with that because that show was so funny. I mean, that movie was so funny, but I've never seen it again, but I'm glad you've seen it. So I'm, I'm not by myself. Someone else has seen Flintstones on the rocks, but, um, I did see it. I I, uh, I liked it. I thought it was good, but it, it's it's one of those things. It's um, if it's an iconic uh, illustration character, something that's in our cinematic history, uh, people are going to look for that type of humor. And if you take something and you you you, you run it through the ground, <laughs> you know, uh, it might not be embraced as well as it was when you were a kid. Uh, right. When you were younger, uh, that's that's the thing. That's why. Uh, like I said, Boondocks, you know, Simpsons, uh, there's a number of other things that are out there. Um, because they're, they're not iconic in our in our cinematic history, right. it was okay that, you know, the people could embrace it because it's something new. And right. they could, they're a mature audience and they could handle it. Right. You, take, you like step on Mickey Mouse or, you know, Donald or, or <laughs> people are going to like, you know, their eyebrows are going to raise like, what is this? Uh, so I understand why it might not have been in. Uh, embraced by the, the general public is yeah nice. well well we'll see I, i'm i'm going to be sticking by this story closely because i want to see you know what comes of it i want to see you know if she actually moves forward with this project so so i'm definitely going to be uh sticking close to this story um in the near future hopefully we get some announcements you know sometime uh this year uh maybe the end of the year we might hear some more from it so we will see we will see Okay, for our next topic, um, it's kind of bittersweet, you know, um, Black Panther. We've got a title. It's going to be called Wakanda Forever. Um, so let me read. Uh, let me read this. This comes from Cinema Blend. Uh, of course, you know, we all saw the trailer uh, a couple of days ago that uh, Marvel Disney launched. Um, but anyway, it goes on to say Marvel has revealed Black Panther and Captain Marvel sequel titles um for over a decade the marvel cinematic universe and the movie theaters have been hand in hand the release of a new marvel movie has been events as millions of fans around the world have come together to see the new chapters in the franchise um marvel just dropped a teaser video celebrating just that sort of experience but while it helped us remember where the mcu has been it also showed us a glimpse of the future including revealing the official titles for two big MCU sequels, which tells us a lot more about just what those movies will really be. And they're absolutely perfect. 
Uh, the sequel to Black Panther is officially titled Black Panther Wakanda Forever, while Captain Marvel 2 is now known simply as the Marvels. Hmm. So the reason the reason I say it's bittersweet is because, yes, that trailer was fire. Um, you know, it really got me in my feels and everything. Um, but with the Black Panther film, it's like every time I hear any news about, you know, the sequel or whatever, you know, this is like the first time we've gotten a real concrete uh, official uh, title of the film uh, and everything. But every time I hear anything about Black Panther, I always get excited, but I get sad at the same token. And of course, you know, we lost Chadwick Boseman uh, last year and you know, for me, I got to say, for me, that hit me really hard because, you know, one, you know, just as a, you know, as a fan of his work, you know, I mean, I didn't know him personally, but just as a fan of his work, even before, you know, Black Panther, I mean, I thought he was a class act. Uh, well, he seemed like a class act kind of guy. You know, he's very he was to himself, but, you know, he had himself at in high regard, you know, he that he presented himself you know, as a, in a high regard, you know, um, just, just classy. I can't really say any other words than that, but you know, when he did black Panther, that was just like icing on the cake. I mean, from the announcement of Chadwick Boseman doing, you know, T'Challa, you know, everything was just like, wow, they got the perfect guy. Now, of course he's black Panther. And then of course the phenomena of the actual film, you know, being released and everything was just, it just quickly emerged to not only be one of my favorite superhero films, but one of my favorite films, just films in general of all time. And so, you know, I was so looking forward to, you know, uh, the sequel. I mean, in fact, that was like if there was any film that was on my top list of, you know, films looking forward to, it was the Black Panther sequel. And uh, when Chadwick Boseman passed away, it's like... Man, it just took the the wind out of me, so to speak. It's like now it's kind of like I really don't even want them to do another sequel, you know, because it's kind of like I know it's like very controversial and, and, and really hard to say that. But it's kind of like how how do you do a Black Panther film without Black Panther? You know what I mean? It's kind of like how do you do the film when you don't have the the main character that the film is based around and i know you know ryan coogler is a talented person a talented director and everything and um for what i'm what i've heard is he quickly started to rewrite the script and everything and reshape it around you know chadwick boseman and everything but still man it's like how do you go about i mean i don't want to be crying through the entire film i would be crying through you know from the Marvel credits at the beginning, uh, the tears going to start coming down my eyes to the, the end credits. I mean, you know, it's kind of like that's a tough job, man. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't want to be in Ryan Coogler's shoes because that is a really tough job. Because originally at first it was demanding enough that he would have had to outdo himself, even with Chadwick Boseman, you know, back as T'Challa. He would have had to outdo uh himself with the first one i mean that would have been a hard task in it into itself but now you don't have the lead star of the actual film that that the character is based on that's kind of like that's like two strikes so i say all that to say is for me it's like it's really bittersweet because i'm really excited that they're doing another one but at the same token i'm really sad because i really don't know 
what to expect and it's really going to be kind of sad to actually watch the film and not think about the absence of Chadwick Boseman so I don't know so that one kind of hit me kind of hard man in fact I when they announced it I was excited and I was like man I had a frog in my throat you know <laughs> I had that uh that uh ubiquitous uh frog that you know gets stuck in everybody's throat you know in situations like that but um but you know on the on the the positive side uh well depending on I don't know if you like Captain Marvel the first Captain Marvel but you know we got a title for Captain Marvel also and it's going to be called The Marvels and that's quite telling also because um man it sounded like well okay they're gonna it's gonna be centered on different uh you know not captain marvels but different characters within that film so um it's kind of like a play on words also because i'm what i'm suspecting is it's going to be with uh uh miss marvel uh, i know she's supposed to debut on uh disney plus i think sometime this year and also uh monica rambo which as we know uh made her appearance spoiler alert uh, if you haven't seen WandaVision, uh, she was a main integral character on the WandaVision show on Disney Plus. So, so I thought that was interesting um, that we got that title. So I'm excited to see that, you know, um, um, to see, you know, where they go with it. You know, uh, I'm still holding out hope that the villains in that film would be Mystique and Rogue. But, you know, that's just my personal uh, X-Men bias. <laughs> but um, so anyway, uh, so you hear this article, you saw the trailer. Um, uh, you hear about the Wakanda Forever title, the Miss, uh, the Marvel sequel. Uh, what are your thoughts? Um, what's your opinion? How do you feel about it? Did you get sad? Did you get glad? Uh, you know, what's, first of all, did you even see the trailer? I mean, I'm maybe jumping on the limb here. Did you see the trailer or? Yeah, yeah, yes, I did. I did. I did see it. Okay. And, and I'm going to have to be honest with you. I'm going to have to share, uh, your feelings on the matter, um, but, but let me first say that a lot of the fans who have seen the film, and one of them being uh, family members that I know of, my sister, the one, uh, don't really know the history of the Black Panther. Mm -hmm. And that, that, that was, it was created by uh, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby back in 1966. His first appearance was the uh, uh, Fantastic Four, right. number 52. Mm -hmm. uh, and what they don't know is that Black Panther's more or less the staple of black characters in comics because he came before Falcon and before Luke Cage. Right. Falcon was in 69, Luke Cage was in 72. And so he, this character is more than just iconic for the black community. And, and just like you, uh, with Chabot's passing, it was, you know, kind of devastating for all of us. Anyone who was a fan of the film, a fan of the, the actor himself, I mean, if you think about his uh, filmography, he did, he, he performed as uh, Jackie Robinson, he was James Brown, right. so he, he was a lot of people for a lot of us, you know, he, and, and I think he was even a graduate of uh, Howard University, because I remember he went there and he had a speech, and right. that was a very moving speech, and, and just not shortly after that, he passed away, mm -hmm. and it was, it was devastating, and, um, uh, and, and, and while he was sick, that's the thing we also, also take in consideration. The man was sick while he was in uh, Civil War, Infinite, Infinity Wars, I know. Right. And he was still performing, and he was a young man. He's only in his 40s. I'm like, good God. You know, mm -hmm. this is, it just it hit me like a brick wall, honestly. Yeah. Um, and then there's uh, this, a movie announcement. Um, 
Now, looking at the Black Panther as just a character, not not just as a Chadwick Boseman, because I, I started thinking, what would Chadwick want? You know, I don't, I can't personally say what he would want, but as an actor and as a fan of the film, and he knows how people respected the character, he probably would want them to move forward, you know, with this in some ways. Yeah. Um, and and if you're familiar with the character of the Phantom, the Phantom is an interesting character because it's written in such a realistic way where the character is just human. He dies and he passes on the mantle to his descendants. Right. And right. it's be for the Black Panther. Um, you know, Black Panther is a meant to let live forever. And, you know, you see that in Civil War when his father dies, the right. mantle's passed on. Right. So I thought that was the route they were going to take. They were going to pass it on to another... Sure. Yeah, either Sherry or, you know, the, it can be challenged, too. It can be another relative that we don't know about. You know, it can be a cousin. Who's to say he just had, you know, just a sister? There can be other relatives connected to this who would also be worthy of the mantle and even just have to challenge for it. Um, that's what I thought they were going to go, and I don't know. They still may go that route. If not this movie, maybe the second movie. Um, but I, I would like to see it. I would like to see what they're going to, you know, what's going to happen. I, I would like to see a new Black Panther and, and, you know, out of respect of Chadwick, Chadwick um, you know, let it be someone uh, that has that same persona, uh, same acting skills, uh, uh, people can embrace. Um, okay. So so you, so you would be okay with them recasting uh, the role of uh, T'Challa? You're okay with that? Only if they do it in the right way. Only if they do it in, in a way it would be reflective of the character itself. You know, passing the mantle on to a family member or someone who I, I would think keeping it a family like a cousin or you know or, um, or a half brother or, or something it can even be a female I don't, I don't care about the, the gender gender is not important as long as they, you know they keep it alive uh, they really need it now more than ever right know? right but no I mean like okay you're talking about within the actual context of the story I'm talking about like externally like would you be okay with them recasting like getting another actor to play uh, King T'Challa. I know that's controversial, no, but would you be okay no, with that? Or no, I don't. I don't think they should recast him. No, I, not at all. Okay. I think they should just pass it on. Write a story showing his his passing. Whether it's a, I think in the original comics he, he was in a coma and Sherry took over, so mm-hmm. it could be something like that. And he could be in a coma and he passes away from natural causes, you know. And then you give the mantle to another person, but it wouldn't be the same. Just as his father passed away, you know. Yeah. It's, on to the next person i think that would be the most respectful way to do it yeah well i know that uh at the uh uh they had disney and marvel had a uh uh what do you call it when they have the um a meeting last uh december uh investors meeting last december where they announced a lot of projects that they're working on and i remember at that investors uh meeting um they said well uh kevin feige had mentioned that they had not intended on uh, recasting uh, the role of Black Panther out of respect for Black Panther, I mean, out of respect for uh, Chadwick Boseman. Um, I kind of I agree. I mean, I know this is controversial. At, at, when he first passed away, I was like, no, don't re- don't recast. You know, just I mean, I, I didn't think they were going to even move forward with it. I thought, okay, well, the sequel is off. You know, just move on. We had a good uh, solo run of Black Panther. Just let it be a lightning in a bottle and just let it go off into the sunset, just ride off into the sunset or whatever. And, you know, maybe have like the other supporting characters, you know, like Shuri, 
uh, AEO and characters like that, you know, show up, you know, in different, you know, projects. But when they said, oh, we're moving forward with uh, Black Panther 2, I was like, oh, wow. So at that point, I was thinking, man, are they going to recast? I was still in the denial, like, no, don't recast it. Just, you know, just, I don't know if they're going to move on. I don't know how how they were going to do it. But now I'm at the point where, you know, some, uh, I've seen some uh, uh, online comments. Uh, they had me thinking, you know, they actually have a point. Uh, they mentioned about how, you know, Superman has been recast, you know, several times. Uh, Batman has had several actors portray the character. Um, who else? Plenty of other heroes. I can't uh, too many to name, but there's always been uh, Spider-Man has had, I don't know how many actors within one decade. So at that, that got me thinking. I was like, well, maybe. I mean, you know, if they do it right, I mean, they find the right actor, you know. Um, and like you said, you know, Chadwick Boseman would want, that's what he would want. He would want the show to go on. But um, I don't know. It's just it's really tricky. It's it's a really controversial thing because, you know, you want them to give respect to Chadwick Boseman and what he did. But at the same token, it's kind of like, how do you move forward? I mean, I hear what you're saying about, you know, uh, passing the torch on. But I don't know. Story wise, it's just so soon. I mean, nobody expected this him to pass away like this, you know, and it's just. If I, I would agree to that only if it was like, you know, three films in and say he passed, he passed away at the end of the third film or something like that. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, uh, you can move on to passing the torch on to like a Shuri or like you said, a cousin or another relative or something like that. But man, he only had one outing. Well, technically, well, I guess he he first appeared in Civil War and then uh, the solo film. But still, you know, that's just like one outing but it's, it's just really really tough man it's, it's really hard i know there's no right or wrong answer it's just like how do you move forward you know so i think anything like in this situation it's just a matter of time you know right it's no time you know and it's, it's a sore you know it's, it's a wound that needs to heal first and then they'll be able to move forward in in a short period of time just with like you said with superman it took years before they started to replace or the actor you know and christopher reese Mm-hmm. Uh, injured. The only thing they had going was Smallville. I think they had maybe a Superboy series going on for a little while on television. But before they did an actual film, mm-hmm. it was a few years later, you know, mm-hmm. decades. So I, I'm pretty sure that this it's going to be a, same, a similar situation where they're going to wait a few years, um, maybe 2024, yeah. and you know they'll revisit this again. Yeah. Hey, look, it's like uh, you said that it it took years to replace Superman. Superman's like, you know, it's going to be hard to replace me. You know, it's been it's going to take years and decades to replace a competent Superman. And Spider-Man's like, here, hold my drink. <laughs> Shoot, Spider-Man, Spider-Man had how many actors in one decade? I'm like, sheesh. They had Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and uh, uh, what's his name? The new uh, the new guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, I can't even think of his name. My mind is... is is pitching the blank, but I'm like, wow, they had three actors in in one decade, man. You know, but I don't know. But so, how do you feel about the uh, the Captain Marvel two? What do you what do you feel about that? Did you like the first Captain Marvel or? Well, you know, uh oh, uh That laugh that that was a nefarious laugh. It must be some some bad uh, uh a bad critique coming. <laughs> I'm gonna try to be as correct as I can here. <laughs> Uh, first of all, I 
first of all, Captain Marvel, not Shazam. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> DC Comics. Uh, but, but okay. Wow. But to be fair, fine. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't hate the movie. I didn't have to see it again though. Okay. Uh, uh, it was. Uh, I, I didn't have a problem with the actor or actress. I'm sorry, who portrayed the character. I would like to see what they do with the Marvels because you know there are other characters now. There's the Miss Marvel in the comics and the uh, animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's Marvel, you know, the, the original one uh, that was cast back in the uh, '60s. So, and, and then yes, absolutely, I'd like to see Monica uh, since they introduced her in um, WandaVision. I'd definitely like to see more of what they would do with these characters and uh, if they can integrate them into one film successfully fantastic I, I, you know i'll definitely go see it right. um the first film I, I i guess the story wasn't as strong as i would hope it was going to be but i guess it, to me with marvel they have this thing where they have to introduce the character and the introduction films are usually not that strong yeah it's and for a good example um with thor Thor Ragnarok, I love that movie. Some people didn't care for it, but I thought it was hysterical. But it's because it was like three three movies in, you mm-hmm. know, from original Thor into now. Uh, so it may be the same with Marvel. It may take a few more movies to get some steam before it becomes a great epic. So we'll, we'll see. I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing it when it does come out. Yeah. Well, you know, also with Thor, you know, they got Taika Waititi. And so he's a, a visionary filmmaker writer and everything and so he brought fresh life into that entire franchise um with uh captain marvel i do know uh i think i remember reading that they were going with a different uh director than uh in the first film so whoever this new director is i can't remember the person's name but um hopefully they'll bring some uh fresh uh uh, some fresh creative juices uh, to the film and the franchise and everything. So, so I'm looking forward to it too. But you know, I'm excited. Like I said, I'm still holding out for that surprise cameo from uh, Rogue and Mystique. You know, because Mystique she first appeared in uh, in Carol Danvers' uh, comic back in the '60s in Ms. Marvel when she was called Ms. Marvel. So, you know, you know, Kevin Feige is all about uh, respecting uh, uh, the legacy. So. Uh, We'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping close to this story, you know, like all the other ones. This is a story I'm looking forward to because I actually enjoyed Captain Marvel. But I, I see what you're saying about it being, you know, you watch it once and you really have no need to watch it again. Um, I enjoyed it. You know, it wasn't it didn't blow my mind, but it was serviceable. And I enjoyed, you know, her. I really liked uh, Brie Larson. I liked how she portrayed the character and everything. Um, yeah. So I'm open to the sequel and what they can do uh, moving forward with it. And I really enjoyed her portrayal in Endgame when she popped up, too. So right. it, it seemed like the character had evolved from the movie to that point uh, as far as the, uh, her her look and her, her persona and what she was projecting in the next film. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they come up with. And, and I'm going to quote uh, Kevin Smith um, and say that regardless of what they come up with, I am very happy to be living in this century where <laughs> my superhero characters are actually brought to life on the cinematic screen. Okay, it's, it's not a matter of whether it's good or bad. It's a matter that it's actually happening. Right. You know. So I, I'm 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 just giddy to see anything right now. <laughs> <laughs> so. 
Yeah, the next thing uh, we might get is, uh, what's that show, uh, The Greatest American Hero? I heard that was in development a while back, so they're literally throwing everything on the kitchen in the kitchen sink at the wall, so. Well, you, you know, know. That, I like that show. Um, I, I, have, I remember watching it, you know, when it first aired, and I thought, you know, later on, you know, you know decades later, man, we live in a time right now where the technology is is where right. it needs to be to bring these things to life right. whether it's on television or in film so now would be a good time for that to come up because it was ahead of its time as, as, as far as the show right 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 yeah the technology is is really catching up with well not catching up it surpassed you know uh what you can do with uh these stories that were introduced like way back in the, the 70s and 80s like buck rogers i hear they're doing a reboot of that but um you well, know. then, okay, you can see that. I can see that. Anything sci-fi, you can definitely do a reboot of because we have the technology to bring it to life. Right. Um, but then there was this situation with um, what was it? Battlestar Galactica. Now, I, I lo- I, I'll be honest with you, I loved the original series back in the 70s, and I understood what they were doing with it and, you know, the modern version of it. Mm-hmm. But it was too soap opera-like, uh, if that's even a term or word. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it didn't... It, it, it didn't have that pop that it did in the seventies, like the guns and the sound of the ships and the the epic. And there was a lot of drama on the ships, and there was a great cast of actors. It's been phenomenal, mm. but it, it just didn't have. It was missing something. It's, it's hard to put my finger on it. Hmm. Well, I don't know. Uh, I came about Battlestar, uh, the the seventies one through reruns. And that one didn't really strike me. It didn't really tickle my fancies. But the one that I really got into was the uh, the reboot. And um, I don't know. I like that uh, soap opera, soap opery aspect of it. I just thought it was different, you know, because you know this coming off, you know, the X Men animated series and things like that, where that was like a soap opera, and you know, comics are soap operish. So that kind of was just like fell right in line for me. I was like. I liked it. I like that aspect of it, you know, as, as opposed to like telling a story, you know, and it ends at the end of that hour. And then that's the end of it. I like stories that take time to to build, whether it's over an arc or whatever. But but we don't want to get too far on because we can talk about Battlestar Galactica forever. So let's uh, let's save that one for the next. <laughs> I just brought it up as far as, you know, reboots and what they do with them. Sometimes they're great and sometimes they, they fall short. Right, so. right. But um, yeah, so this uh, Marvel's um, uh, thing, I'm looking forward to that. But I do have to say one, one more note about the uh, Captain Marvel. Um, sure. Yeah, they they did. A, she was great in Endgame, but uh, I don't know what they did with that wig because she had on a, a wig on her head. I was like, wait a minute, I, that was kind of taking me out of it. I'm like, why? I don't know what what was the story about that. That was kind of like a a, a Superman uh, Man of Steel Justice League. Uh, mustache 2.0 but with a wig i was like what is going on here i don't know if you noticed that but a lot of people i thought i was the only one but i started seeing a lot of you know competent commenters on online saying the same thing i was like something not right about about this but anyway that's just my hot take on that but but um but yeah we'll be looking forward to this uh you know as always you know with uh marvel releases and and see what's coming in the future so okay okay so the next topic is, it comes from us from movieweb.com, and it's about Smallville. Um, haven't heard from this in a while since uh, the big crossover on the CW, as far as like um, that Smallville uh, 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 universe. But um, 
Uh, like I said, it, this comes from MovieWeb.com, and it says Smallville star Tom Welling uh, would love to be the Superman. Hmm, I didn't see this part. Would love to be the Superman in the Batman universe. Hmm. So he wants to be <laughs> in the. Uh, I guess I guess he's referring to um, uh, the Robert Pattinson uh, Batman film. That's interesting. But anyway, it goes on to say. Um, an animated follow-up makes sense. It's much easier to get all of the original cast back on board if the actors are reprising their roles in voice only, something that can even be recorded remotely. Um, and there's a quote from Tom Welling. He says, uh, when asked about it, he says, well, Tom Welling, I know Rose, Michael Rosenbaum, actually, uh, who actually played Lex Luthor on the show, uh, made a statement and he said well tom welling and i had the idea of smallville returning as an animated series so we'll see if that ever happens but we'll try to get that going um and uh the article goes on to say a live action continuation would also be a harder sell to a network or streamer than an animated series considering the high costs involved in adapting something like superman um in short, a cartoon spinoff is much more likely to happen than anything else. Should we get any kind of Smallville sequel at all? So um, this one uh, intrigued me. Um, I'm definitely open to the idea um, because I, as far as like them actually getting the actors back to for those roles, uh, you know, well, I guess he said it um, in this article, you know, it'd be kind of harder uh, one to get the cast back together and also uh, with the budget and everything. But with uh, voiceover, you know, you can do anything with animation. Um, you can get uh, all the actors that can come back and do their roles. And, you know, it would be no uh, inconvenience to them other than, you know, uh, mapping out time to record their uh, characters' voices and everything. Um, also, you know, the characters have aged. It's been, what, uh, 11 years since uh, Smallville ended? And, uh, you know, they don't look the same. I mean, you can't be uh, Smallville forever. But... Although, as I read further, it did say it would be, um, well, I would assume, let me see, did it say it would be a Superman sequel? Like, it would be, like, 10 years later, but, you know, with the cast of Smallville, but, like, you know, 10 years later, and they're all, like, you know, uh, Tom Welling, Superman is, I would assume, in uh, Metropolis with Lois Lane and everything, and uh, Lana is off, uh, I don't know, back in Smallville, I don't know, but... Um, I see the I'm looking at the character design on here and it looks and uh, they have it. It looks kind of like the uh, the Bruce Tim uh, Batman, the animated series uh, uh, character design of the characters and everything. So um, I would assume that's just like a mock up of what it would look like or whatever. But I'm for it. I mean, that's definitely I, in fact, I would prefer that rather than uh, them doing a live action, because I think I also remember them. At one point after the uh, the big CW crossover that they had last year, they were talking about it was just another rumor. They were talking about continuing uh, to do a, a a show with Tom Welling and uh, and Erica Durance in that universe uh, on Smallville. But, you know, we got the new Superman show uh, with Tyler Hoshlin on CW. So I would assume they're not going to go move forward with that. But um, an animated series, that sounds you know, that's like right in my wheelhouse, you know, uh, animation and art and everything. So um, I'm all for it. So what, what do you think about that? Were, were you a big Smallville fan back in the day? Or, you know, what, what do you think about them continue, continuing on into doing like an animated 
uh, continuation like 10 years later. Is that something that you would watch? Well, uh, I remember watching the first uh, pilot back in 2001. Um, and I thought, oh, this is a good take on the whole Superman, you know, uh, uh, legacy, uh, you know, going back to when he started in Smallville and, and uh, you know, what, what made this man or gave him the motivation to be the man he eventually become. And I thought it was a great idea. It was a great idea. So I watched it all the way up to the last season, 2011. Um, I remember going to Awesome Con in 2018 and seeing Tom and, and Michael talk about the show. And I think it was the first time I heard them speak about the, the potential of an animated series hmm. continuation of it. Because apparently the, there were some, uh, some issues with um, the rights to uh, Batman and Wonder Woman because they were supposed to make an appearance. I heard that there was an early script idea to throw uh, Bruce Wayne in there and to bring Diana into it. And I think uh, later than that, it was in the last season mm-hmm. that Chloe talked about or briefly brought up the, the, the Batman and Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and if you if you remember watching, she talks about a woman with a rope and a and a guy with a lot of gadgets. I'm like, oh, okay. So, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, like wink, 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 honk, honk. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, and there was supposed to be a, a, a small clip of Bruce Wayne speaking with Lex Luthor. They were, they were supposed to have an introduction in one of the episodes. So again, there's a licensing issue that they had. And, you know, I thought that was so weird because they were on the CW. It is Warner Brothers. It is Disney Comics. They are the same company. Right. What's the problem? I could never figure that out. I don't know why there was an issue. Yeah. Or maybe there was a Batman movie going on or something. I, I don't know. That could have been a problem. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. If they would want to do an animated series, it. I would like it. I would love to see one, but I would like to see it in the style of the uh, Young Justice animation. Or does, I don't know if you've watched um, uh, Invincibles, but that style of animation that they are using there would yeah. definitely complement Smallville. If they were to go ahead and do that, yeah, and yeah, then, then they could bring in those characters and they would look beautiful. So, yeah, I, I would love it. I, you know, I'm, I'm a big animated fan. You know, I'm a big, you know, DC fan. If anyone asks me, yes, DC is my thing. I love. I know you like Marvel. I know you like the X Men, and I have the greatest respect for them as well. But I'm a DC boy. I've always had been. Um, I just get disappointed when they <laughs> drop the ball <laughs> on the film. <laughs> like, oh, Lord, these are iconic characters. All you need to do is look at the source material. Why is that so hard? I <laughs> know. Uh, you, you like, just look, just Warner Brothers, just do the right thing. Don't do the wrong thing. Do the right yeah. thing, man. <laughs> it, 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 it was not even that hard because uh, Christopher Nolan, he gave them the formula. Oh. He gave them the formula. He says, oh, you know what? I don't read comics. Let me find somebody who reads comics right. to write the story. Right, right. <laughs> That's all you need to do. So why that is so hard, I have no idea for them. Um, yeah, well, you know, uh, we, we always talk about, you know, you and I have talked about this plenty of time that, you know, over in the animation department, they're doing it. They're doing, actually doing it justice. Uh, no, yeah, no, pun, no pun intended, but they're actually doing DC characters and everything the right way. And, uh, you know, even the CW, uh, for that matter, I mean, it's been kind of hit and miss. But, you know, for the most part, they've captured the uh, the imagination of the audience. They really captured the audience's, you know, infatuation with these DC characters, you know, something that the movies haven't quite done. I mean, they've like the movies been hit and miss, mostly miss. But, you know, the movies haven't quite connected with the fans like the animated series 
has and even I may say the the CW universe, you know, um, love it or hate it. You know, the CW universe, you know, has millions of fans who come back each week to watch uh, their exploits. You know, obviously they're doing something right. But um, yeah, man, I mean, you know, it's 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 exciting. You know, uh, a Superman uh, continuation 10 years out. From Smallville, it would be would be something. I think DC at the moment they need something to kind of get people uh, back on board with DC. I think the Snyder Cut actually did a, a heck of a job in bringing people back into falling in love with the DC characters. Not that they you know fell out of love with the characters, but I'm just saying you know like we were saying you know sometimes they've been doing a lot of missteps in the film universe, and sometimes when you're a big brand like film, that can filter down to. Uh, to other brands, you know, other genres within, you know, that uh, uh, within the company, you know, whether it be comics, whether it be animation, whatever, you know, the, the biggest brand that you can get would be a uh, film. And if you sometimes if you drop the ball with that, that can like, you know, hurt, you know, some of the other things that feeds into that. Like, for example, when Iron Man came out, you know, you had like millions of people going out to get Iron Man comics. You know, not saying that they weren't getting it before then, but that first Iron Man, everybody was like, wow, I need to pick up Iron Man. So it definitely can boost your the rest of everything else, you know, uh, whether it be animation, comics. So with DC, if they continue with this Snyder uh, first, well, I know that's a whole nother, uh, uh, you know, thing going on. But, you know, if they continue with things like the Snyderverse and maybe, you know, dipping into like legacy things that have worked in the past, like, you know, Smallville then it could only boost the morale of their audience and bring people back on board with DC. So I'm definitely all for, you know, um, uh, a sequel show with Michael Rosenbaum and uh, Tom Welling. Um, it's kind of funny that Michael Rosenbaum is actually spearheading or trying to get, you know, uh, a show done or show made because I remember that last season, it was it took so hard for him to come back as Lex Luthor, you know, because I remember Tom Welling was trying to, get him to come back and he was kind of like giving him a hard time oh no i don't know if i should come back you know i think i've said everything i had to say but now you know he's trying to really you know push it i push you know a sequel so i just find that kind of interesting but i don't know that's just me but. well you know the i i've seen the new superman in lois show and i think it's well written it's really good it's it's off to a good start i wish much success but when i watched crisis i saw the potential there um you know they had the the, uh, the superman from superman uh, returns uh, brandon ralph brandon ralph yes yeah. he looked amazing in the costume right and he did an excellent job of it and i and when, when i saw tom uh in his his team i thought you know what they could do something more with this and then i don't know if you watched the flash they they did a flash crossover where the flash for the films came in and he was standing right there with um of course you know, grand custom i was like this is what they're missing they're not they're not taking these chances and i could see absolutely tom welling popping up in the flash movie that they're producing mm. you know they could do that and that would get the fans out there to see that if they could just you know take those little chances that wouldn't hurt them because there is a fan base for these people and for these uh, characters and they could do this and i heard that there's a rumor they're going to try to bring uh the flash from the tv show into the film so right yeah i heard that too yeah yeah and you know they could do that with superman this this is what the whole multiverse is all about 
you know, bring it all together. So, yeah, I, I would definitely love to see an animation. I would love to see some crossovers in the films. Um, I don't know, and, and I've heard that uh, there's a rumor, I don't know if it's actually true, that um, uh, Michael Keaton might pop up too in one of these uh, crossover universes. So that would be phenomenal. Because oh, no, it's official. It's official now. Oh, yeah, he's, well, he's definitely, in fact, I've seen the sets. They've, they've showed, they posted the sets online of that. Uh, 1989 uh, castle that he was staying in, well, castle slash uh, Wayne Manor house that, from the 89 Batman film. They've actually got sets built of that actual uh, house. And so, yeah, it's official now. He confirmed that he's in, I think I think they're in London right now, filming it right now. So oh, I talked about that on my last podcast and I'm like, oh my goodness, man. That's just like, man, that's going to be exciting, man, to see. I never thought I would ever see uh, that universe let alone Michael Keaton return to Batman again. And so, but yeah, I mean, you know, DC, like you said, they need to take chances to really uh, put a jolt in, you know, their franchise. You know, this is their their baby. Don't just wait and see what Marvel's going to do. You know, just be, you've had these characters for a year, just as long as Marvel has been on film. You've been on film first. So, you know, they should, you know, really utilize their, their strengths with their characters and take chances and take risks and um so i'm all for it you know with the the superman just you know do everything do a superman sequel do a uh uh live action tom welling uh erica durance smallville sequel do it all i don't, I don't care <laughs> yeah it's okay to cross those universes i love seeing bert ward pop up in the crisis i love seeing the uh the woman from birds of prey it's, it was a show that had great potential just had poor writing but it would there, there was something there that could have been even greater if they had just took those chances and threw in those superhero characters and villains that they needed to make this the show great um but they had great actors that's a, that's a phenomenal thing. they had amazing actors it just it was just poorly um executed that's all but with the crisis when they you know they popped and threw all those people in there he said yes this is what i've been waiting for for years and and they have that they have that potential they have that at their, their disposal they should just go ahead and use them and i bet you the fans would just go nuts if they were to do that so oh yeah that, that, that's yeah well now now that they did that on the cw now it's coming to an end looks like all the shows are like <laughs> up on their last season so it's like wow yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like Star Girl. Um, I hope that doesn't end too quickly. It's been doing really well. I personally enjoyed what they were doing with that. So it just hopefully that'll continue. Um, what is it, Batwoman? I watched that. And, um, again, it's one of those situations where they have good actors but poor writing. You yeah. Know, just, it's a shame because I love the Bat Family. It's one of my favorite things about the DC universe. And when I see someone take that and just destroy it, uh. <laughs> it's like a nice chest. <laughs> A, light, a knife slowly grinding in your chest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, uh, once again, you know, we'll um, we'll definitely uh, uh, see what uh, things are to come. You know, we'll keep our eyes on you know all the stories and and you know what what DC does because I'm I'm cheering for them. I know you are too. So we'll see. You know, hopefully they can get their act together in this upcoming year. You know, things can kind of get back on track. I think they off to a good start with this Snyder Cut. You know, if they continue oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. to to, did, to move did forward. Did you like the Snyder Cut? Did you watch it all? Oh yes. Oh, you need to listen to my earlier podcast. I did an entire review on the Snyder Cut, and oh, okay. uh, I loved it. I thought, well, 
people who know me, you know that I haven't been a film, a fan of a lot of the DC films that have come out in the last few years. Like my favorite has been Man of Steel and uh, I would say the first Wonder Woman. Those have been my favorite too, but mostly the Man of Steel. That was like, I can watch that film over and over and over again. It was so charming. It was, the story was great. The, the stakes were great. It was a totally different take on uh, Superman, which I, it was a pleasant surprise because I didn't expect it. And so when the Snyder Cut came along, uh, I was hesitant because I so did not like Justice League, uh, the Joss Whedon uh, theatrical cut. And um, I wasn't expecting much. I was like, man, are they doing an entire, entirely different film? You know, because for them to be giving him $20 million to, to read, that's like an entire different film. You know, yeah. so, but yeah, to make a long story short, I love the Snyder Cut. Um, I thought that's a move in the right direction. You know, later I talk about this also in one of my podcasts about how I think that, you know, uh, Warner, Warner Media might be making a big mistake. In fact, they are making a big mistake not to move forward with the Snyderverse. Because how are you going to say you're going to end the Snyderverse, but yet you're still using the same actors who are going to continue in films outside of the Snyderverse? So that doesn't make sense. You still got the actors from the Snyderverse, but you got, you're going to disband everything that happened in, in that new Snyderverse? So I'm just kind of confused on that. So that's just kind of silly to me. But like I also say in one of my other podcasts, make sure you're subscribing out there, people. Um, I also say that The Rock could be our... Uh, our champion because he's in the corner of continuing the Snyderverse, you know, because he's, he's got a lot of friends, you know, I know he's friends with Jason Momoa, you know, he's, um, I think him and Henry, uh, Cavill has the same agent. Uh, I know he's friends with Gal Gadot, you know, they were in, uh, fast and furious together. A lot of people forget that. Um, so he knows a lot of those guys. So when he signed on to do black Adam, I don't know, a hundred years ago, you know, the, the Snyderverse was kind of just getting started. And, you know, he was probably excited, like, man, I'm going to get a chance to chop it up with Jason Momoa. I'm going to get a chance to to whip up on Superman, Henry Cavill. I know that was one of the things that, you know, probably appealed to him signing on, you know. So I know I'm, we going off on a tangent here, but, you know, with this topic, I just got to go, you know. But um, but I think that for them to not move forward on the Snyderverse, would be detrimental because that number one, it's got mostly 90% of the fan base on board and that whole, you know, with the Snyder cut and everything. And to now say, okay, we're going to end it. That was the end of it. And we're going to move on to something else. That's ridiculous. Why would you even do that? You know, I mean, don't you want to, you know, at the end of the day, it's show business. It's not show uh friendship or whatever. You're not doing it because, you know, you're trying to help people or this, that, and the other, you want to make money. And you have the fan base to make millions of dollars with everybody who's pumped up from seeing the Snyder cut to continue in that universe to see what they how they move forward with it. You know, why would you end it now when it's kind of just starting to get its footing? So anyway, I know I'm going off on a tangent, but uh, did you, do you have anything you want to add to that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because it, it has been in the back of my mind. I've watched the Snyder cut. Um, I loved it. I, I love where you know how it ended. You know how he gave everyone an opportunity to shine in the movie. I'm looking forward to seeing The Rock in his in his role. Uh, now, many people felt differently about this. Me personally, I love Ben Affleck as Batman, and I was looking forward to seeing him in his own uh, solo movie as well. Uh, and I hope that they would bring him back in other films, and they did in Suicide Squad, which was great. Mm -hmm. um, again, showing that I really liked his performance. 
So, and I knew he would not come back unless Zack Snyder was part of it. And I'm hoping, really hoping that, you know, Warner can just swallow their pride or humble themselves enough to bring this man back into the DC universe because he really needs to be there. And I'd love to see what he does with The Rock or with any other of the um, properties that they have. Um, I believe, I'm not absolutely certain, but I, I heard that The Rock's uh, portrayal as Black Adam is going to involve the Justice Society or members of it. Right. Sure. So if that's the case, that's great. But I definitely would love to see Zach being a part of that universe if possible. Well, I got to say, when I heard that Michael Keaton was coming back to The Flash, I was like, uh, 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 damn, uh, uh, <laughs> damn, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's your boy name again? Uh, ben Affleck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, like damn a Ben Affleck now we get Michael Keaton back but uh but seriously though you know I, I, thought, I heard they both might make an appearance in the same movie but I'm not sure that's true I know that I heard that too but I don't know we'll see but you know I think to your point I think he he did come back so to speak when uh because that scene at the end of uh Snyder Cut with uh the uh the Green Martian uh Martian Manhunter um that was a reshoot so he came back <laughs> Yeah, that that was actually a reshoot. So he actually, you notice he looked a little different. He looked thinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a reshoot. He came back and did that. That whole ending uh, scene was a reshoot. That was a reshoot. And the whole Joker scene, that entire thing was them coming back to do the reshoot. I think they shot that during the, the pandemic uh, last year or something like that. But um, yeah, so yeah, with, uh, with Zack Snyder gone, I don't think Ben Affleck is going to come back. But if Zack Snyder six around you know but we'll see i don't know i don't know because i i hear there's like a civil war going on within uh uh, warner brothers because between warner brothers warner media and at&t so from what i'm getting at&t of course owns warner brothers warner media and at&t is with the rock and continuing the snyderverse they want to continue the snyderverse but warner media does not want to continue the snyderverse so I'm like, um, okay, well, AT&T, you guys got pull rank. So you guys need to step in and say, look, we're going to pull a rank and say, hey, you continue in the Snyderverse. You know, that's how I see it. I don't know. It could be other legal things involved. But I'm like, that's interesting that you got two different divisions and you got one division fighting to keep something going. And then you got another one trying to end it. So, you know, then you got egos involved and stuff like that. So it's, it's probably a lot of stuff going on that we don't know about behind the scenes. But, well, I, you know, I I'd like to say something more about that, we'll, and I'll make it quick. As I recall, there was uh, a meeting with AT&T, Warner Brothers, and DC Comics. And the first thing that AT&T said to DC Comics, and you, you, you don't, please don't quote me on this, I'm just getting this, you know, secondhand. They said, you are not our priority. Hmm. So that right away tells me that wow. they have a lot of pull when it comes to what they want with regards to their company. Wow. So, and, and, and I understand that because, you know, comic sales have been dropping. And and a lot of that, and you mentioned it earlier, when people saw Iron Man, they ran to the stores because they want Iron Man comics. When they saw Black Panther, they went to the store to get Black Panther comics. But the characters in the comics do not reflect the characters in the films. Right. And with DC Comics, the characters on the movie do not reflect the characters in the comics. So they didn't run to the theater to get DC comics when the movies are, you know, sucked. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so if you if you put Zack Snyder back on board, he will gen- he will generate an interest in the comic industry, and people will come back. and And it's all as you said; it is show 
business. It is a business first. They want to make money. They, and AT&T lost money when they purchased Warner Brothers. So they need to get that money back. They lost millions on the purchase. Wow. So they're a little bit upset about that. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> wow. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, that, that's uh, that's uh, they lost good lord a couple of billion. Wow! So they, so Warner Brothers is saying no, we don't want Zack Snyder. AT and T is saying we don't care what you want. Right. <laughs> there you go, there you go, AT and T. This yeah. is what's happening. <laughs> there you go. That's what I like to hear. There you go, A and T and T. Stand up for yourself. Stand up for yourself. That's right. Get you, your money, boys. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. So we talked about this enough. So let's move on to the next topic. But we'll be keeping close with, you know, the DC universe and uh, Smallville, which uh, we started off talking about. We'll keep keep an eye on that story and the animated uh, universe and everything. Um, but this is going to lead into our next topic. So we'll get into that in just a second. Okay. So speaking of Superman and reboots. Got an interesting topic. This one comes from it comes from multiple sources. But for this particular article, for this particular podcast, I'm going to choose one. Uh, This comes from LatinTimes.com. And it's revolving around Michael B. Jordan and wait for it. The black Superman. Uh Oh, so uh, let's see. Let's get into it. The, The title says DC's black Superman update. Michael B. Jordan suiting up. For the role and with a question mark at the end. Um, so it goes on to say uh, uh, Warner Brothers Superman reboot will star a black character as the Man of Steel. Reports reveal that the upcoming Superman film is a standalone movie within the evolving DC multiverse while retelling the original Superman origin story. J.J. Abrams will serve as the producer for the new Superman film and Warner Brothers has recruited acclaimed author and writer writer Ta-Nehisi Coates to pen the script. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, I think this is a quote from Ta-Nehisi Coates. He says, to be invited into the DC extended universe by Warner Brothers, DC Films and Bad Robot, uh, which is Abe's J.J. Abrams company, is an honor, Coates says. There is a new powerful and moving Superman story yet to be told. We couldn't be more thrilled to be working with the brilliant Mr. Coates. Uh, Oh, this is from, uh, I think this quote is coming from J.J. Abrams. Uh, We couldn't be more thrilled of working with the brilliant Mr. Coates to help bring that story to the big screen. And we're beyond thankful to the team at Warner Brothers for the opportunity, said J.J. Abrams in a statement to shadow and act. The idea is to bring a black Superman to the screen with the production company committed to recruiting a black director for the film. Um, yada, yada, yada goes on to say, but anyway, you get the gist of the story. So, so my thoughts on this is, I know this is unpopular. One, I love Tennessee Coates. I love what he's doing with the Black uh, Panther comics. He's been writing on Black Panther for the last few years now. I think for the last four years, three or four years. And he's been doing some great work. Uh, with the Black Panther comics. He's a talented writer in and of itself, even outside of comics, he's a talented writer. Um, so I have no doubt that he would uh, bring uh, a great story and great script and everything, working with uh, the phenomenal, you know, J.J. Abrams. I love J.J. Abrams. I think he's one of my uh, favorite uh, 
you know, producers and directors in Hollywood, you know, aside from, you know, the whole Star Wars debacle, I think he's still a great director. Um, I, don't, I really don't believe I know a lot of fans give him a lot of flack for uh, the Star Wars trilogy. But, you know, you have to know that he didn't direct all of those films. So I don't really blame put the blame on J.J. Abrams. Um, I put the blame on some other people, but we won't talk about that. But um, but J.J. Abrams, he's a talented uh, creator in his own right. I mean, you know, I was a fan of him way back in the day. I mean, I love, you know, Felicity, J.J. Abrams, uh, Alias. That's one of my favorite shows of all time. You know, even surpassing for me. I know a lot of people like Lost, but Alias, that's my show. That's my jam right there. And I'm hoping they do a, a sequel to that. And I think I talked about that in one of my earlier podcasts about how they were teasing a, a Alias sequel. But with all that business said, um, regarding this Superman and Michael B. Jordan and the black Superman thing, I know this is not popular, but I'm not a fan of uh, what's the word? Uh, when they create a character based on a character that has already been there, but you're just giving them a new name and a new uh, a new person, a new character. But the same character. It's kind of like, I mean, I get it from a, a financial standpoint because you want to boost the character by using the character's uh, trademark name. But, you know, bringing another uh, character into the mix, you know, that gives it an opportunity to introduce a new character or whatever. But my whole thing is, look, I'm all for diversity and, you know, black characters. You know, that's my thing. I want more black characters. But I'm like, just create a new character. Why create a a a character that's already been there. I mean, I feel that way about like a lot of them. It's kind of like, why are they doing this? You know, I mean, I've grown to love uh, Miles Morales, you know, in Spider-Man. I've grown to love Kamala Khan, uh, Miss Marvel. She, she took over the moniker of Miss Marvel from uh, Carol Danvers. Uh, who else? Um, there's been other Batman. I've, you know, I'm trying to think. Has there been other been other Batman? I've, yeah, there's been other Batman. I've grown to love you know other people who have taken on the title batman and stuff you know from bruce wayne and everything but i'm like just create a new character why create why have the same character or the same the trademark name but have another character i mean just create a new character who else they did they i think they did that with uh uh the iron man what's her name uh riri williams which is great. I'm glad that they create new characters, but that's just it. My thing is create a new character. Just have it be a new character. Why does it have to? Why does she have to be, uh, the new the next Iron Man? Why can't she just be a, a totally new character, but you know, a, a a genius or whatever? And she creates you know something. Why does it have to be? Why could just why just can't it be a new character? I guess that's my whole point. Just create an entirely new character. You know, you don't have to use the same name. It's like okay, this is Superman, but now it's black. Or this is uh, Spider-Man, but now he's, you know, Latin, uh, Latino black. You know, just like, just create an entirely different new character. That's my whole thing. That's my overall po point and takeaway from it. You know, so, but I'm excited to see, you know, what they do with it. I mean, you know, uh, uh, Michael B. Jordan is a talented actor. You know, I didn't really give it much thought because it's been a rumor for the last couple of years. You know, every time I hear about, you know, them doing a reboot of Superman, his name comes up in the mix. I'm like, huh? Michael B. Jordan? How did they even get that into the mix? You know, I mean, I know, especially after he did uh, uh, Eric Killmonger in Black Panther, people really started talking about him being Superman. And I was like, I don't get it. I'm like, w is, this, is this something he's saying? Or is this something that the interviewers are asking him? Or 
Is this something that the fan base is asking for? And, you know, for me, I was just like, first of all, we've already got a Superman. That he's, I'm like, he's still there. He's still, I mean, Henry Cavill hasn't left the building. He's still got the suit in his closet. <laughs> you know, the suit is still hanging up in his closet. How are you going to get a, a whole new Superman while you already got one? That's one of the other things that frustrated me about uh, Warner Brothers. The way they are kind of like, you know, messing over Henry Cavill. It's kind of like, you know, like a bad date, you know, just taking advantage of him. You know, he's there. It's kind of like, you know. Ah, but anyway, I don't know. That's just, that's just my thoughts about it. My whole point is just create a new character and, you know, call it something else. You know, just don't call it Superman. Just call it, just create a new character and just have that be the the story. You know, so I don't know. What you what do you think about this? I know this is controversial, but I'm kind of torn. I mean, I, I'm at, in, in one point, I'm like create a new character, but I'm kind of intrigued, you know, to see. I would definitely run out to see it because I'm like, man, okay. I want to definitely see this, see what they do with it, you know. Uh, you know, definitely don't turn it into a, a, a black exploitation thing. Please don't do that. Um, you know, but uh, so what do you, what, what's your thoughts on this? How, how do you feel about this? You, you read this article, you hear this article. What are you, what are you thinking about the whole Michael B. Jordan taking over as man, the Man of Steel? Well, uh, I'm, I'm of two minds of it. Uh, one, they already have a black Superman. His name is Icon. And he's with Milestone Comics. I don't know if you remember Milestone back. Oh, of course, night. of course. And you know, Milestone, Icon, and Rocket, and they they, had, they were introduced in um, Young Justice uh, briefly, if you remember, in the uh, second uh, season, I believe it was. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Icon, and back in the day, actually fought Superman, and he, he almost won the battle. Of course, Superman, because he was a kind of character in DC property, they didn't want him to lose, but. You know, he was very close to winning that battle. And he doesn't have the weakness of kryptonite like Superman. Right. So they already have a black Superman. It's just a matter of, you know, utilizing the milestone characters. Because I would love to see Static Shock as a live action film. So um, as far as the black Superman, I know there was an Earth 2 black Superman. Because something had happened to uh, Kal-El. I think he had died or he became a, a villain and he had to kill him or he had to be destroyed. Something like that today. Mm-hmm. I remember specifically. And that's fine if they want to do an Earth 2 uh, of all the heroes of that period, in that, in that reality. Right. Again, back with the multiverse, Superman, I mean, uh, DC Comics, Warner Brothers has the multiverse at their disposal. They're not using these, you know, this, this really amazing uh, universe that they can unfold, and the entire fan base would just go crazy if they did that. Um, and if they wanted to bring that Superman into a reality, you know, that's fine too. I'm 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 fine with that. Again, I you look you're talking to the ultimate fanboy who loves his superheroes. Right. When I was a kid, that was the thing that gave me the insp- inspiration to be an artist, to you know, to give me the hope. Even though we're living in a world that is always, you know, it seems every time you turn on the news, there's some form of injustice out there. Right. We got our own police department doing harm to its citizens and you know you you want a superhero to pop up or you you want there to be some form of justice you know we just experienced the whole thing in in 2020 with uh, george floyd and it just kept coming more and more because we have our video cams we just see more and more injustice so if they created if, if a black superman popped up on a film it might be the very thing we need to the black community to to give them back that that hope that they've been missing, and that's what Superman is. Superman is is a, a symbol of hope, and it, it 
doesn't matter who's wearing the costume as long as that is what is projected on the film or in the books. Right. And that's what's been missing in, and that's the thing that's missing in our community. We used to have that type of hope. There used to be leaders who would inspire that, but we don't have those leaders anymore. And all we have is, you know, the comics or you know, the books or, or the films. And if we can put our faces out there, it, it, it inspires our children and gives them a, a sense of hope. Same I had when I was growing up. So, yeah, as controversial as it is, I think it's needed in this in our times right now. And if they can move forward with that, all the better. And again, if they could, I've heard about Milestone Comics is that they're going to do it in fully digital form. It's supposed to be one comic out, mm. introducing, reintroducing the characters. And I think that's sad. I think it, it needs to be back in, in written form. It needs to be in a format where people can pick it up at stores. And it also needs to be in films and animation again. Right, right. Well, to, to piggyback on that, I think I think you pretty much answered my point uh, in when you first uh, in your first uh, uh, statements. Um, you mentioned icon. I'm like, my thing is okay. Just do icon. Why can't it be Michael B. Jordan is doing icon and bringing that character to life? Why does it have to be Superman? Why you see what I'm saying? It's not, why not just go? And you also mentioned Static Shock. Okay, do Static Shock. Just do Static yeah. Shock the movie. Why does it have to be, oh, Michael B. Jordan is taking over as Clark Kent when you already got a Clark Kent, Henry Cavill, right there in your stable? You you know? Bring those guys together at some point. Yeah, so I'm just like, look, just go ahead and do uh, Milestone. I mean, mean, just do the Milestone characters, you know? So, I don't know. And I agree with you saying about, you know, bringing hope to the community and everything. And that's what, you know, comics and that character does. But also, uh, Icon does that. You know, so yes. for me, I'm yes. just like my, my whole thing is create a new character and that to the movie going audience, that would be a new new character for the movie going audience, because not too many people outside of comics are familiar with, you know, Icon and Static Shock. I think more people with Static Shock, you know, by way of the, you know, his animated exploits back in the 90s and everything or the early 2000s and everything. But um, but yeah, uh, he's in the uh, Young Justice animation, too, for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, too. So a lot of people are a little bit more commercially uh, um, uh, adjusted to Static Shock than maybe Icon, so to speak. But um, but yeah, I'm just like, okay, just do that. You know, why do you have to go around? Okay, we're going to make uh, Superman, but this time it's going to be black. And this time is he's playing Clark Kent, but he's black. I mean, is that going to be the gist of the story? Everything is going to be situated on his blackness? Or is he going to tell it just focus on telling a good story? That's the only thing I'm worried about it's like the whole story is going to be centered around centered around this is the new superman and he's black you know what i'm saying that's that's what i fear that the story would be centered around as as opposed to them just telling a genuine story you know from a to z you know what i'm saying so i don't know it's just really controversial but you know i'm curious to see you know how this develops i don't even know if this is going to happen or not this is because you know i know michael b jordan He's been kind of playing coy in the media and everything, you know, kind of dancing around it, saying, oh, yeah, I've heard about this. You know how actors do. You know, oh, yeah, I heard about this. You know, uh, uh, sounds interesting, but, you know, I haven't, you know, uh, seen a script or, you know, done this or that, you know. And I, I don't even know if J.J. Abrams is actually moving forward with even rebooting it, because I think I read I read in one article that he said, that, oh, he's not going to reboot uh, The Man of Steel and he's going to keep Henry Cavill. So it's kind of like I'm hearing different 
opposing things. And this is just one of the ones that I heard. But I keep I always keep coming back to this because I keep hearing Michael B. Jordan circling around Superman. So I was like, okay, well, we got to talk about this because this is getting heat. You know, it keeps it keeps getting disproven, but it also keeps gaining heat. So I don't know. It must be something to this. So. So I don't know, man. But, you know, we'll we'll see. Yeah. Well, you know, honestly, one one more comment about that. Um, I could see if if DC Comics were willing to take a chance, or CW, or whatever the whatever the marketing uh, um, the department is for this kind of thing. Um, I would love to see the Earth Two superheroes depicted as a series, since the CW is losing all their shows anyway. They could do this, and that way they can introduce the Black Superman. Because that's the Superman in the Earth Two uh, universe, mm-hmm. and they could play on that any way they want to. Because it's not, you know, it's not canon in the Earth One universe, and they could do whatever they want. And they can create those characters can be black, Asian, Spanish, whatever they want them to be. Right. Any of those iconic characters, and this way they can see how the audience would respond to it. And if it, if they did well, then they could bring them to the films. You know. Yeah. Is is it just me? I don't know if you're thinking this too, but um, Warner Brothers actually has a platform where they can do that. They have HBO Max. Why don't no, that's they? Right. That's right. They do have that. You know, is it just me that noticed that? <laughs> I mean, they got HBO Max. Just do like, and this you can do like Disney Plus. You know, they're putting a lot of their characters on Disney Plus, and by the time you know you get that fan anticipation, like for for example, Monica Rambeau, I'm really excited to see her exploits on film in the new Marvels film. So. HBO Max, you have a platform where you can do that, where you can do a, a scripted show and you could do a whole show on uh, Krypton and just have, like you said, all these characters in the multiverse and everything. And then you get that fan anticipation and that fan buzz and then you move into doing a film. So what did I say earlier? You know, just do do the right thing. Don't do the wrong thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's not as hard as they're making it to be. <laughs> yeah, man. Just do the right thing. Damn it. <laughs> just be true to the source material that's the thing you know it's it's already it's already mapped out for them all they have to do is just bring it to life and as you mentioned earlier their animation department is is top notch i haven't seen one bad animation come from dc comics honestly i mean from dc um the um, animation studios and that that new harley quinn the tv series that thing was hilarious i love that I still haven't seen it. What are they on? Uh, season three now? I still haven't seen that. I'm always late with the uh, with the shows online, but I know it's on season three now, right? Oh, my God. Yeah, dude, that is just so great. It is so tongue-in-cheek. It is hysterical. It had me in tears. It was so funny. So you, you're missing out. You definitely need to check that out. Oh, okay. Uh, you will not be disappointed in that show. Oh, okay. That's exactly what I'm saying. Their animation department, they, have, they can do no harm. They can do no wrong. If they could somehow transition into films i think they would be the number one superhero you know production company in the world if they would just do that but well like you said it's all about egos and too many uh too many chiefs in the the team (laughs) (laughs) yeah pretty much but okay well all right we, we got through that so well yeah we'll keep you know like i always say we'll keep our eyes on this and uh you know we'll see uh where the story goes. I know Michael B. Jordan has been talking about, he's been playing coy about returning as uh, Killmonger too. So I don't know. Some of, some of these actors get on my nerve, you know, when they try to play coy, like they don't, oh, I, I don't know what you mean. Uh, uh, what do you mean? I, I, I ain't say I was going to be in the film. Man, come on, man, stop playing around. <laughs> yeah, 
you know, so we'll see. We'll see how things go. We'll see how things go in the future. Okay. Well, we made it through. We made it through all these topics. And it was it was tough. It was controversial in some points, but we made it through. So, man, I just got to appreciate you uh, stopping through, J-Star. Man, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. I really enjoyed you. You really uh, brought the heat, so to speak. Brought the heat to the game. So, um, you know, uh, why don't you tell us, you know, where can people find you online? You know, what are you working on? You know, what you got planned for the future? You know, what's going on, man? Well, first I want to say thank you, Gwash, for having me on the show. Um, I, and I appreciate you saying I brought the sheets. Uh, I'd like to think I did. But <laughs> as I said, I think you had more fire than I did. So I do appreciate you bringing me on the show. Um, yeah. As for myself, um, I am working on a project. Uh, I have to, uh, uh, it's a comic book of my own. It's, uh, it's titled Nina 2.0. I'm working with uh, actress, singer, martial artist, uh, animal activist, uh, Nina Bergman. Uh, you can see some of her stuff on, she has a few films out right now, and she's still, you know, it's, there will be more movies out except for COVID put a uh, stop on a lot of things, but right. she does have movies out right now. Uh, also, uh, one of the main characters in, this, in the comic is uh, Jeff Goldblum, and I got the okay from him. Hmm. So hopefully things uh, will come to light uh, next year. Uh, unfortunately, I was hoping to do it this year, but because of COVID, I'm going to just wait until more people are vaccinated before I uh, jump into a Comic-Con. And, right. So. But uh, that, and I'm also working on music. Uh, I'm also a cosplayer, so whenever you see me at Comic-Con, I will be in full cosplay. You know, people love it. I love Comic-Con, and I, you know, I'm just trying to give fans something to look at, not just the artwork. So. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well... I got to say, uh, to everybody out there, if, if you see, uh, I'll have a picture, a graphic in the, uh, on the Instagram, um, of a picture of J star. But if you see, he's a, he's a big Prince fan, just like I am. And not only that, but he actually could be twin Prince's twin brother. If you looked at him, he looks like a, almost a perfect doppelganger for Prince. So, uh, uh, brother, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I'm not even joking either. He looked almost exactly like Prince, but uh, in fact, you cosplayed as, as Prince one time, didn't you? Uh, I think I've well, seen a while back. That's a funny thing. Uh, I was doing Prince cosplaying before there was cosplaying, so, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe call me the godfather of cosplay, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right, right. <laughs> But if anyone wants to, you know, jump on my page, you know, I welcome them. I, I'm at Jamie Star twenty five twenty five on Instagram, and it's Star with two R's. So you know, feel free to, you know, hit me up, and I will, you know, accept any and all uh, followers. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, man, I appreciate you stopping through, man. It's been, like I said, it's been a pleasure having you on the show, and uh, hopefully you can uh, stop back soon to bring that heat. Don't bring the cool. Bring the heat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll do my best. <laughs> okay. Um, so, um, also, if you uh, make sure you're liking and subscribing to my podcast, you know, I have, if not every week, every other week, I'll be bringing, you know, the important news, everything important that you care about uh, in the entertainment, pop culture uh, industries. Um, you can also find me on at Gouache Universe. You can find me on all the interwebs at Gouache Universe. 
And also be sure to check out that graphic novel. Uh, my first graphic novel is in the stores right now. It's on digital uh, platforms. It's, uh, it's on Comixology, actually. And it's called The Native Quest. So my first graphic novel is going to blow your mind. It's science fiction, fantasy. It's a few laughs in it. It's everything that you want in a graphic novel. So be sure to check that out. And also tell your friends, families, your uncles, your aliens, everyone to subscribe to the Gouache Universe podcast. Because I'm definitely going to be bringing the heat every week or every other week. So until next time, I'll see you in the universe. <laughs>